Just a warning, this podcast contains some slightly graphic sexual content. The hum. 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 A storytelling podcast. A storytelling podcast. A storytelling produced by AWOL. Produced by AWOL. Produced by AWOL. Welcome to The Hum, where we tune in to the background noise of our experience and amplify the sound of our lives. And we're college kids, so it's going to get a little weird. Today, you're going to be hearing stories from students on campus about their experiences with dating apps. Our first story comes from Maddie. Hi, Maddie. So who did you talk to? So I got to sit in on the interview that Haley did with Arushi, and it was absolutely hilarious. It is about a specific ballerina, and it's funny, and it's cringy, and it's just, it's something that you could never even imagine happening, but it did, and it happened right here on campus. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful, okay. Um, Well, here's Arushi's story. I forgot I have to put my name on this. Um, Arushi. Sophomore. Do you want my last name? No. Um, she, her, uh, my occupation, student slash resident assistant. Um, so I don't currently use any apps. These are all stories from my wild freshman year of college. Um, I have a girlfriend now, but uh, I think I was on Tinder, Bumble. I think Hinge is popular now, but I never was on that. Um, yeah, just the basic ones. Um, so I matched with this ballet dancer from the Washington Ballet, and I was like, I fucking bagged, right? Like, not every day can you, like, say that you, like, one, went on a date with a ballerina, two, might have hooked up with a ballerina, three, were in the presence of a fucking ballerina. So I was like, I'm just gonna go on this dates for shits, um, because, you know, I just want to be able to tell my kids a story that says I went on a date with a ballerina. So we go on this date. It's it's cool and all, whatever. Um, she doesn't go to America. She's not in school, right? She's like, but she's 19. She's from Canada. Um, so I was like, 19 or 20, and I was like, whatever, whatever. She doesn't go here. I'm not going to run into her on campus. This is going to be super cool. And we, like, we start to talk. I, like, asked, you know, anyone in American? Because she lives around here. So, um I was like, okay, like, just, like, wanted to vibe things out. She said she vaguely knew people here, but, like, not really. Um, but then the awkward questions about, like, my like my neighbors and my floor started to, like, start. And I was like, I, <clears throat> I don't – I didn't know that you knew anything about American University, let alone, like, Anderson Hall, which is where I lived last year, um, and stuff like that. But, like, I brushed that aside because she's a fucking ballerina, right? So I was like, I'm just going <laughs> to – I'm just going to, like, keep this going. Um, she was, like, low-key weird, but, like, whatever – jump to the point where she comes back to Anderson. I'm not going to just assume what happened, right? And then, because, like, I wanted to tell the story. But she was nice, too. So then uh, she leaves my room and... um like oh before she leaves my room she brings up these like random questions about my neighbor like my the neighbor on the right side and i go she's chill like i don't know like what what do you want me to say like i've met this person maybe like a couple times we're friends you know like neighborly things like you asked to borrow a vacuum maybe like maybe know her first name but like sarah i don't really know so uh whatever i brushed that aside she like she's checked in as my guest by the way because she doesn't go to american so at this point are you really liking her or is she or is it just like a one time oh no 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 no
um she's fine like she's like sh- i like her as a person yeah not as a significant other but I, that's was just shitty of me to say but um we like she exits my room and out comes my like like out of the blue somehow my neighbor comes out of the door which is weird because i didn't know she fucking left the room or something um and they like start talking and i'm like this feels like 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 deja vu or something because like they've definitely met this isn't like the first time like you can tell when someone's had a conversation for her for the first time first she probably would introduce herself there was no introduction there it was just like an immediate like right off the bat they knew each other um uh turns out they were dating <laughs> yeah wait while so you... i like i like fucked my neighbor's girlfriend <laughs> um unintentionally um <laughs> this is like first semester <laughs> i'm assuming w- were they in some sort of open relationship do you know anything about it other Bruh, than- i knew this girl's name and that she was a ballerina okay like that was it for me i didn't ask any more questions i think our like sit down conversation date lasted like 25 minutes and i don't I mean, the, there was no red flags. Like, she didn't, have, like, have a weird knowledge of Indian culture or, like, was racist. So, like, at that point, I was like, this is probably, like, a good sign. She's going better than the last she's one. She's Canadian, so that means she's, like, probably okay, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're, like, cool, I guess. Um, yeah, um, so, like, what happened was that they were talking. And, like, how I found this out was that they were, like, talking. And I was, like, like 10 minutes passed by, 12 minutes passed by. I'm, like you know, I got to check you out, right? Like, you, you are under my name. Like, we, we, we should go, right? She's like, don't worry about it. And then she just goes into goes into my neighbor's room. <laughs> and I go, I go downstairs and go like, I, oops, like, <laughs> like, I don't fucking know. So, um, then I saw her a couple times after because they were dating. In your dorm? Yeah, no, this is my full ass Anderson Hall neighbor. Right. So I've seen her. I was I like my freshman year. I saw her around. Maybe they broke up or something after first semester. But like, yeah, fucked my neighbor's girlfriend. So accidentally. (laughs) And I guess like I'm like, I think I'm my guilt conscious is like clear because I had no idea. And oh, yeah, yeah, and she was a ballerina, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, do you have anything else that you feel like you should add? Anything? I don't know. Um, maybe be careful about hooking up with people who go to American, because you don't know one day you could walk into TDR and just, or into an econ review session, you know, maybe even your professor one time. Like, you just don't know. So you don't know what's up. I don't know what everyone was, anybody's into. So um, be careful, because we're not a small school, but we're also small school yeah hi shane who did you talk to hi grace i talked to campbell about his experience using grinder and tinder through the years he told me about some of his horrifying stories like when he got catfished and then he kind of gave to me his general feelings about the apps and now here's campbell My name is Campbell. I'm a sophomore and I'm currently 20 years old. The first dating app I think that I ever downloaded was definitely Grindr, um, just because that's the standard for especially gay men, um, where you go to find other gay men. Um, And then I didn't have Tinder until my senior year of high school, um, which is bad because I had Grindr before my senior year of high school and you're really not supposed to be on it when you're underage, but I and many other people do that um and yeah so i've used mainly just grinder and tinder 
um, a few months ago, I was back at home over the summer and I was on the app because reasons. <laughs> and there was a guy that messaged me and he was attractive around my age. He said that he had his own place and I'm usually a lot more thorough with my like checking of if people are real or not. Like, okay, what's your social media? Like, let's like talk more. Like sometimes I'll wait a few days. I think FaceTime is a great tool to find people who are catfishing. But anyways, I went to meet up with this guy and then he didn't come out of his apartment. So when I got out of the car, a man in a random car, like a few spots away from me, waved me over. And it turned out that was the guy I'd been messaging completely different person, like 20, 30 years older, completely different looking. Um, And so I just said, nope, nope, like not going to do that. And I left. Um, And (laughs) Okay, wait, tell me. So you're getting out of like, okay. I I'm want park- more here. Like, I'm, I'm parking. What, what car are you driving? Where? What gonna, What car am I driving? <laughs> no, I just mean like, in my Mitsubishi, I was <laughs> right. <laughs> well, no. tell me like, okay, what is this complex? And also, are you just stepping out of your car yeah, looking yeah, to okay. find this guy? I'll go into more detail. So I drive to this apartment complex in South Dallas, which is South Dallas. <laughs> and... Um, It's just a small, one of those apartment complexes where it's just doors outside. You don't have to go through a lobby or anything and you park right in front. Um, And I'm waiting in my car and I'm messaging this guy saying, hey, I'm here. Are you going to come out? Are you going to let me in? And then he finally says, like, go to the door or something. And as I get out of my car and I walk towards the door, I see that there's another car about two spaces away from me with a man in it. And he starts waving me over. And then I come over and he lowers the window And he's like, oh, you know, come in the car. I'm here. And he's really trying to get me to go in this car. Um, And it was not a hard choice for me. I did not feel any kind of conflict. I just said, nope. And I turned around and I got in my car and I drove away. And like a minute after, I think he offered me some money to come back. And I just blocked him. And I think that says a lot about how I feel about Grindr. There's a lot of people like that on that app and it's very easy to have experiences like that if you aren't careful um so yeah i think i think tinder really did show me like a new side of the gay dating scene in that um i'd never had so many just like pleasant normal non-sexual conversations with different guys through an app every time i've talked to someone through grinder the conversation inevitably become sexual unless someone is outright saying like I'm only on this app for friends which is a choice um but they there are people out there who try to do that I I wish them all luck um but no I would say that the the layout the um ability to choose who can message me and their ability to choose if I can message them that's what I like most about tinder is that it is a mutual decision on both parts that you can message each other's. I think that's so much healthier because in real life, you know, if someone weird and creepy and old and just unappealing to you comes up and tries to initiate a sexual interaction, you can just walk away and leave and say, nope, not gonna engage with you. Um, whereas on Grinder, you like have to take that step of like blocking them and I feel like there's a lot of hesitation for a lot of people to block 
Mm. I'm very pro blocking. Block everyone. Block anyone who upsets you. It's your right as an American. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, there have been a couple guys um, last year who messaged me and I either chose not to respond, which some could say that's rude. I accept if that was rude at the time, but I just didn't feel comfortable or didn't know what to say, or I just turned them down. And then I find out later that those guys have either started saying mean things about me, like spreading you know, rumors. And then there was one person who messaged me on Grindr, didn't know him at all, um, and I simply just didn't answer. And then I hear a few months later that he's telling people that we had sex when I have never had a conversation with them. And I had to message him and be like, hey, why are you telling people this? I don't know you. And it was a really, really strange interaction. He kind of just denied it and I just kind of moved on. Um, I feel like that's a very grinder interaction. Yeah. Grinder in the context of the gay community just socially has made us a little bit more catty and a little bit more um, quick to judge. You know, there's, I think there's a lot of people out there who have this mindset of any other gay guy is either a threat and you need to compete with them and be catty and be rude, or they're someone you could have sex with. And there's no in between. There's no room for friendship. There's no room for just having neutral feelings towards someone. It's always either one or the other. And I think Grinder makes you choose, you know, is this person a potential sexual partner or are they someone I'm going to disregard and disrespect? Um, and so I think that people should reconsider their use. Reconsider if it makes you happy. How often do you get off that app and you feel good about yourself? Hi, Emma. Hi, Eli. Who did you guys talk to? So we interviewed Kelly Mare about her experience with Tinder abroad. And the very funny thing is... She found her first true love when she studied in Dublin. Very cool. All right, here's Kelly. Okay, t- Kelly, so tell us a little bit, what is your Tinder experiences just in general? Oh, my Tinder experiences. What a what a weird millennial thing to have as part of our growing up experience, but whatever. Um, I got on Tinder before I went abroad and I kind of hated it. And I was just kind of like, this is dumb, whatever. So I deleted it and then I went abroad, I was on Tinder and now I'm back and not on Tinder anymore. So I heard a wacky thing happened to you when you were on Tinder abroad. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Well, first and foremost, I'd like to say that abroad Tinder, so much better than Tinder here in D.C. Um, But yeah, one of the first guys I matched with on Tinder abroad was this wonderful guy named JJ who we talked for like two or three weeks before he actually asked me out. And when he did, it was really sweet. He was like, hey, um, sometime would you like maybe want to go to afternoon tea? And I was like, that is so funny but also yes very much so i would love that our first date was great we i said we went to this little cafe called lemon jelly cafe and it was like right across the river in the heart of dublin and i like took the metro to get there and i was like nervous like my hands were all sweaty and i walked in and he was there and then he like looked right he like sat down and he was like hi i'm jj and i was like hi i'm kelly and he was like kind of quiet for a minute and i was like so what's up and he was like kind of speechless and he was like I like just I don't I didn't think you were going to be this pretty and I was like oh my god you're so sweet and it was just like very much like immediately I was very comfortable with him and we talked for six hours until he was like I'm so sorry but like I have a shift to get to at work I'm so so sorry and I was like please don't feel bad about going to work we've been here for six hours and it was awesome 
maybe 15 seconds after I like walked away, he like didn't kiss me or anything. He like gave me a hug and he was like, have a nice afternoon, whatever. I left 15 seconds. I looked down at my phone and he was like, thank you so much for coming out. I had such a good time. I would really love you if you want to go out again. And I was like, oh my God, he is, he was adorable. So I was like, yeah, of course I'd love to go out again. And we went out on a couple more dates and like he showed me around Dublin and like I showed him things that like in Dublin he had never done before because they were just very touristy. Like I think we kind of get used to like cities that we live in and then like a new perspective is always fun. So were you guys in love? Oh, fully. I fully love him. I like I'm not in love with him anymore, but I'll always love him. He is the sweetest, kindest, most amazing human I've ever met in my whole life. He was definitely my first love. Like I've had boyfriends before, but like nothing longer than like a month or two. But yeah, we like dated for a full six months. And so when uh, the end of my abroad experience uh, came, I kind of talked about it with him. Like every single time I'd go out with him, I'd be like, well, this is going to suck when I leave. And he would just be like, yeah, but let's not talk about it now. And then I kind of got into that like, oh, well, let's not talk about it now. And then when I left, it just it, like it really, really sucked. And he actually like he moved he offered to move to L.A. for me. And I was just kind of like, I can't ask you to do that. Like you, his whole life is in Dublin. His family is in Dublin. He wants to join the Irish Navy, which would be a commitment for the next five years. And he was like, well, I can do something else. He was like, I can find something to do in L.A. And I was like, I can't ask you to do that for me. So <laughs> that's just an amazing story. I feel like those are the stories that you see in a movie, but you never really think happened in real life. And it was like, when you think about it, like, how do you feel? At first I was like really, really, really sad about it. Like he, when I was leaving, he like gave me, he like hand wrote this like beautiful card. Like I know, of course he did. Cause he's wonderful. Um, and I was just like reading it on the plane back and I was sobbing. The woman next to me got up and moved because I was crying so much. It was a 12 hour flight from Dublin to LAX. It was a lot. Um, and then, like, I've been talking to my friends about it, like, Cal Creighton, I don't know if you guys know Cal Creighton, but he went abroad with me. He's a SIG up here also. Hi, Cal. Love you. Um, he met JJ and loves JJ and very much helped me get through it and was just kind of like, we're both great people and a lot of my friends helped me get through it. So now when I think about it, I'm more grateful that it happened and grateful that I got to know him and his wonderful, wonderful family. So I think if you are single and you are going abroad, I think going on Tinder is a great way to meet local people. Um, and if nothing comes of it, then nothing comes of it. And maybe you get free drinks or a free meal out of it. And if anything, you get a fun story. Obviously, always be careful. Let your friends know where you are. Online dating is always a little bit scary. But I had a great time with it. and. I think people should. I, I just think, why close doors? You know, there could be someone great on there. there could, you could find your JJ. You never know. Hi, Nell. Who did you talk to? Um, I talked to Emma, and she told me about her first date experience using Tinder. Very cool. And now, here's Emma. Emma. 
Uh, my name is Emma. I'm 21, um, and I'm a junior here on campus. I'm president of my acapella group, Treble in Paradise. Um, those are really all the things I do on campus. Love it. Did you just have your birthday? I had my birthday last week. Happy yeah. birthday. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so what dating app do you have the most experience with? Definitely Tinder. I've used Bumble and Hinge, but definitely more on Tinder. Okay, get it. Um, and how long have you been using Tinder? Um, I think... Uh, welcome week freshman year. Love it. So, Love it. Uh, like two and a half years. Okay. So I it was welcome week my freshman years, and I was just my roommate was like on a date, and so and I didn't have anything like planned that night, and so in my brain I was just like, oh, I gotta do something, um, and I was also like. I wasn't out in high school and I was out in college. So, well, I was trying to be, it was first week. Um, but I was just like, okay, here we go. Like, I'm gonna be gay. I'm gonna get on the Tinder and like go on a date with somebody tonight. I was like very like, it's happening tonight. Um, and so I matched with somebody. We talked for like 20 minutes on the apps. And then literally I we met in the LA quad. <laughs> and um, on like impact, I knew that like, I was not actually interested in this person. Like nothing against them, they're great, I'm sure. But like, it, I. There was no chemistry. I didn't feel anything. And I also was just like, uh, I don't want to be here anymore. Like in the LA quad, you're like. In the LA quad. Like while we were waiting for the Wonk bus, I was like, oh no, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, but then we were, we also were going to Georgetown. So we didn't even need to take the Wonk bus. It was just, we had no idea what we were doing. So Freshman we were, year. Exactly. But we were together for a lot longer than we maybe needed to be just because of that. Um, so we like talked um on the wonk bus she also told me on the wonk bus i was like talking about like how i liked her makeup and then she was like yeah i can see that you like don't know how to do makeup i just remembered that oh my God. and i literally so was she like, started with an insult yeah really. I, was like, <laughs> I was like okay i was like that's true but also like a mean thing to say immediately um but yeah and so we went to like an ice cream place in georgetown um we ended up like taking an uber from like tenley town like we had no idea what we were doing and we got to this ice cream place and like i we both ordered ice cream cones and then um there was no seating on the first floor so we had to like walk up to the second floor and she was showing me something on her phone while we were walking up the stairs so i wasn't really paying attention to like my surroundings um and so we got to the second floor and there was absolutely no seating and the second floor was even more crowded and so we had to walk back down the stairs. And because I had been on her phone, I hadn't been paying attention. I was also just like overwhelmed, I think, of like everything that was happening and I wanted to go home. Um, and I ended up not realizing that it was a spiral staircase. <laughs> and so I started walking down the stairs as if it was not a spiral staircase and like taking a big step that like went down like four actual steps on the staircase and then I fell down the rest of the spiral staircase, which like I feel like when I tell that to people, they like see me like, stumbling I fell down like kind of like rolled down <laughs> the whole staircase <laughs> like an entire flight of stairs and I still had an ice cream cone in my hand at this point so as I was falling I like grabbed like I like the ice cream cone crushed into my chest and like onto my shirt and like what I was wearing like the cone itself was like destroyed and then the ice cream was like all over my body all over the floor it was a mess <laughs> I can also like imagine there's like three different layers of like embarrassment yeah. because it's like you're new to college, yeah. you're trying to like meet people, uh -huh. you are in a very public setting yep. and like you're on a date. So there's like really a lot of layers yeah, yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just fell down a flight of stairs. That would have been embarrassing enough, I think. Exactly. And also I was in pain. Like I was trying to like not show that I was like actually in pain from falling down a flight of stairs. And then ice cream was just all over the place. Okay, so what, like, how did the date end? Well, she tried to, like, 
help me like clean up in like a flirty way. <laughs> like she like grabbed the napkins, was trying to like like clean them off my clothes, and I made my roommate call me and. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, my roommate's having an emergency in the middle of me having an emergency right now. So I have to go home. Yeah. Yeah, And then we just Ubered together back to the L.A. quad. So the very next day, coincidentally, we both I was like getting um, like lunch with like two of my like new friends. Welcome week. I'm still actually really good friends with. Um, And she was also just like on the bus and she sat next to me on the Wonk bus and was like talking to me and my friends. And I was like, what's going on? And then when we got off the Wonk bus, I was really worried she was going to come with us to where we were going because she was alone and she was just like joined in our conversation and it was it was welcome week like people just kind of joined things a lot um and she ended up leaving and my friends were like who was that but that's actually how I came out to them was like I just went on a date with her last night and like I told them the story and it was a really like funny way to be like yeah well I think that it's one of the worst ones and I think it's funny that it's the first one but I also like use it as like a fun fact sometimes like if people are like what's your most embarrassing moment like it's a funny story to tell um whereas like some of the other like bad dates are just like I don't know they were really like annoying or people have been like really rude also on like some of these that's like those are like the good ones I feel like in the end the stories you can look back and be like well like and nothing happened like yeah. it was an innocent like exactly didn't work out <laughs> something funny happened I got like a good story out exactly. of it versus like here was something super traumatizing yeah. like so that's good yeah and it also like wasn't anything to do with her like I no, like, yeah. I don't know don't know if she listens to this podcast <laughs> but like nothing to do with her fell down a flight of stairs yeah we that's just, just like an embarrassing <laughs> for you <Yep>. exactly <laughs> no that's so funny so I talked to Shane about his experiences with Grinder. Which involved some scary stories, some awkward stories, and overall his thoughts on the app. Here's Shane. My name is Shane Ryden. I am 19 years old and I'm a student at American University. How did you feel first getting into the relationship throughout? How did it end? Oh, you want to hear about that? Well, it was not a good relationship. I can call it an abusive relationship. Yeah, we, I mean, for those first few months, I think it was everything that I was wanting for so long. I mean, I think, you know, every young gay kid growing up (laughs) dreams of one day, like, okay, that sounds quite dramatic, but you know, like every young gay who never got to meet a lot of other gay people in high school or any time through early schooling, when they had the opportunity to like, hold another guy's hand in public. I mean, I would swoon, like, oh my gosh, I was so excited to be able to do that. And the thing was, I was out and he wasn't. Grinder was something he was kind of going on to anonymously chat with guys, where for me, like, I had my face picture out there from the very beginning, because I was kind of open to anything. That relationship, I think, lasted as long as it did, which was probably around a year uh, by the end of it. It lasted so long because I think there was just a lot of hope and a willingness to want to make it work. It it was kind of those first situations where you just, I don't know, it it was like an experiment, a first time. And it had all that excitement of a first time. And it had all that excitement for a few months until it wasn't exciting anymore. And I realized that we were not very similar people And I realized that we were not going very similar places at all. And I realized that we were 
very different and that that I wasn't being treated like you would expect boyfriends to treat each other. And in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, I think I began to resent the fact that because Grinder had shaped our relationship to be so sexual from the very beginning, it was like I never had that chance to like reserve my intimacy you know it it wasn't a process of like exploring someone and then you know finally taking another step that's a little bit closer toward a mutual intimacy I mean it was it was like anonymous sex was our meeting each other was our first thing we ever did as boyfriends I remember not telling people that we met on Grindr I would tell people we met on some other tinder like app or I would tell people that we met through a friend of a friend because I definitely didn't want people to know our first date story. And I definitely didn't want people to know that my boyfriend was from Grindr. But it was what I had wanted for such a long time. And by its end, it was getting time for me to almost leave for college. And I remember sitting in my truck like we had on our first date in the canyons like high above our towns and I remember him leaning his head on my shoulder and crying and telling me that he didn't know what he was going to do when I was gone and that he was going to stay in bed the whole time and I just remember hearing that and thinking so many thoughts so quickly of like you know this is a person with depression who is not willing to acknowledge it this is a person who is kind of using me to handle themselves emotionally and I remember him leaning on me on that car and as much as I cared about his well-being thinking I do not love this person and I don't think I had been in love I think it was a lot of lust and it was a lot of excitement for a first romance. And I was so eager to find it. And it took a while from that eagerness to fade and for me to realize that what I managed to find wasn't necessarily all there was. There is a lot of hope and a lot of excitement and a lot of eagerness to get into something and to get involved with something. And that comes out of maybe some fear of being alone. And it comes out of something as simple as like wanting to hold somebody's hand. And I get that. Who couldn't get that? But I think there's nothing more important in that situation than recognizing the fact that you are an individual before you were anything to anyone. The Hum is an American University podcast created by AWOL. This podcast was produced by Shane Ryden and Grace Vitaioni. Our podcast director was Maddie Cole. This episode was edited by Zach Felici. The rest of our amazing podcast team was made up of Greta Gatlin, Haley Toba, Kathleen Scoggin, Lily Bertrand, Maddie Escort, Nell DeCorsi Brennan, Ruth Pellegrino, Sohela Shorbaji, Spencer Robertson, and Therese Wilson. Keep an eye out for future episodes of The Hum and email us at awallpodcast at gmail.com if you have a story you think we should tell. Thanks for listening.